Welcome to Coog's Talk Stock from WSU Extension, a science-based podcast about animal agriculture for those that raise food animals, those that are interested in learning how, and those that want to learn more about where their food comes from. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Coog's Talk Stock. and welcome back to Coog's Talk Stock. I'm Sarah Drager, a master's student in the Animal Science Department here at WSU. Today I'm welcoming Ginny Search and Luke Peach from the WSU Swine Co-op. Can you guys please introduce yourselves and tell the listeners about your background, where you grew up, prior to WSU? Luke, how about we start with you? Great. So I actually grew up way over on the west side of um, Washington, over on Orcas Island, Um, I grew up on a small farm raising mostly sheep and alpaca. So, you know, I do have some farm background coming into WSU. So for me, uh, animal sciences degree seemed like a natural route to go. Um, I guess the more time I was at the university, the more I started to lean towards vet school. So, you know, um, animal sciences was a good route to start there. So I guess animal sciences background and then you know, coming into school, I kind of developed more and more towards going to vet school. Great. Ginny, how about you? So I grew up on the West Side, too. Um, I grew up in Olympia, Washington, and I didn't have the same experience as Luke. I didn't grow up on a farm, but my high school had animal science classes, and that's where I started to get interested. Um, I It was something I really liked, so I decided it was something I was going to do in college. Um, I really enjoyed the science aspect of it. And the more I got through college, the more I thought of vet school and that I wanted to apply. And an animal science degree really gives you the experience um, that goes along with the application for vet school. Great. Well, I hope you guys both get in. Um, how did you guys become interested in the student swine co-op? Great. So I'll start us off there, I guess. Um, I have a, a large interest in, you know, the production side of animal sciences. Um, I guess growing up and in my, you know, past history, I've worked a lot with sheep um, and, you know, cows and sheep were my my main experience that I had had. So for me, swine was a, a very new experience that I wanted to learn more about at the university. Um The people in the co-op at the time were, you know, very inviting. And I don't know, I was pretty interested in the co-op itself, but also the people were, you know, inviting and ready to help teach me what I'm what I'm doing with pigs. So that's why I got involved there. I worked on a pig farm in high school. My high school teacher owned a farm and he gave me a job. And when I got to college, I wanted to get involved in the animal science program. And I saw that there was a swine cooperative and I had already had experience. And this was a different kind of experience raising for um, and selling for marketing. And so it was just a different experience. And the people, me and Luke um, joined at the same time. So the people were very inviting. It was just getting... um, brought up again. So like in the past few years, they didn't have pigs. And so they were, it was an exciting new thing to have pigs again. And so they were just trying to get it up and coming. And so, yeah, growing with the swine co-op has been one of the best experiences in college. 
Yeah. So you guys really have different backgrounds in swine. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Student Swine Co-op has recently restarted. So can you guys tell us a little bit about how it maybe used to be versus how it's restarting now? When we both joined, what, it was 2019. So that was the first year the co-op had had pigs in a few years. Um, They switched advisors or something. So, you know, it was the co-op was getting going. Um, So, you know, we had all the complications of starting a a student group and just any group in general. Um, But, you know, it got up and going that year. And then, of course, you know, everyone got kind of shut down by COVID. So that was a a, a big stumbling block for us. Um, We came back what it was this fall. So it was 2021. Um, and you know, it was pretty much just Jenny and I in the co-op. We usually have 14 members. So, you know, starting out with two and two who had only been in the co-op for really one semester, it was definitely, you know, it was definitely a, a test of how well we could, you know, pretty much restart the co-op from the bottom. So we had to figure out where we were getting pigs, where we were getting feed, Um, you know, just how to recruit new people was something that I had never done before. So um, I don't know, getting to build kind of the organization of the group from the bottom up for a for a second time at this point. um, I don't know. I think it really it really helped me realize how to manage people and, you know, more so than just managing animals. It's it's, you know, how do you work with 14 other people who you just met and raise a bunch of animals? So I guess that's how our co-op's been getting up and started again. Are you guys back up to 14 members? Uh, yes, we are. Um, we started in the fall and um, we, me and Luke are co-presidents. So we do share that responsibility because it is a it's a huge portion of um, work that needs to be split up. And so we are back up to 14 members. We recruited and a lot of people wanted to be in the co-op. We found out when we were starting to recruit at club fairs and we had, we lost some people last semester and then we gained people and now we have 14 members again. So it's been very successful. I think um, if I, if I might add, I mean, especially with the, the loss of the WSU Swine Center, um, you know, the co-op is one of the main areas that people can get a, a diversity of experience with swine and, you know, animals outside of cows. We have a lot of cow programs, but I think the co-op is a great way for people who want to get, um, you know, involved with a, a different type of production and a different kind of animal. Yeah, because pig production is very different than what you'll see with cuds or cougar cattle feeders. It's um, it's just a different type of because there's not a lot of people that sell pigs around here. So we have to outreach to producers um, um, like for a few hours away. So, yeah, you guys have a unique set of challenges in eastern Washington. Um, can you go a little bit more into your guys's process of finishing animals and how many you raise a year? Of course. So. Um, let's see. Each semester, you know, we start off with getting our numbers of the co-op back up to 14 people. So um, 14 people, seven days a week. So we buy our pigs um, beginning of the semester. And ideally, each, you know, two people will have one day of the week. That's their day. You know, that's going to be their day to do. Um, you go in and you check on the pigs in the morning and then in the afternoon, you go back 
you clean the barn, you check on the pigs again, make sure all their feeders are full. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a system set up to get as many people involved as possible. Um, we get about 10 pigs each semester. So, you know, we're probably the only operation out there with more people than animals, but, um, it, you know, it lets as many people get animal experience in there as possible. So we've got that, you know, kind of daily chores each week. And then about every other weekend we'll have, you know, either we'll be weighing the pigs, we'll be doing a deep clean of the barn, we'll be, um, you know, ear tagging or giving some sort of medication. So reliably, something will come up that we'll have to do. And each time something big like ear tagging or, you know, deworming, anything like that comes up, we get the whole co-op out there usually on a weekend. And me and Luke um, have a big part in training new members. Um, we know pig behavior and a lot of new members come in. They don't know normal pig behavior. So we have to teach them. We have to teach them how to observe and how to give injections, how to ear tag. So it's a lot of that at the beginning. Um, but once they get a hang of things, they it comes easy to people to observe animal behavior. It's really it's I don't know. It's really fun for me seeing, you know, people who grew up in the middle of Seattle, um, you know, give a pig an injection for the first time. And they're, you know, they're sweating and shaking a bit, pretty nervous. Um, but, you know, give them two months. And after that, you can tell they're really starting to enjoy themselves working with the pigs. So I don't know. It's it's really fun for me um, working in the in the leadership role, I guess, which I'm also learning. But. Um, it's fun for me to see how much the other people in the co-op are growing as the semester goes. You know, eventually they start having fun and you're like, wow, you know, two months ago, I never would have guessed that that was the same person. Yeah, I definitely agree with Luke. Seeing people grow and being comfortable around a high stress animal like a pig is very, it's very cool to see. Yeah, you guys have really split up the president responsibility is really interesting. I've never heard of that before. So being a student co-op, people do have to apply. This isn't just a regular club, correct? Yeah. So along with the um, with the co-op, you know, we are enrolled in one of the university class credits. So the co-op, you get a you get a credit from from it. Um, and with that comes, you know, you have to be at every meeting. Um, you know, it's not like a club where you're like, ah, I don't think I'm going to go today. Um, you know, we're dealing with live animals, you know. Someone's got to be there to feed them. Someone's got to give them injections. Someone's got to ear tag them, you know. Um, I think, you know, part of the co-op is teaching people that, you know, when animals are involved, animals come first. Um, so we are not a club. We are the co-op. So, you know, if you can't seem to realize, you know, that that animals have to come first, then, you know, our advisor, Dr. Johnson, does have the ability to tell people, you know, you're not going to be able to be in the co-op anymore. And, you know, I guess fail them for that class credit. And people do have to apply. So they apply at the beginning of the semester and we do an interview process. Um, and then we decide from there how many people will get in. And then, yeah, that's how you get into the co-op. So it is you can't just join like a club. It You do have to apply an interview. That said, we, you know, we like to get people from a, a as diverse a background as possible. Um, you know, we're taking people from Tacoma. 
We're taking people from Lewiston. We're taking people from Spokane. We're take, you know, we want to have people with animal experience, without animal experience, from different places. You know, we're trying to get anyone who's interested in pigs to be involved. Yeah, we want the kind of we want uh, people with animal experience and not animal experience. So the people with animal experience can help teach and the people can learn that do not have the animal experience. I think for me, you know, I, I guess I came into it with quite a bit of experience, but I guess what I what I didn't realize at the time is what I've learned probably the most is how to, you know, how to teach people working with animals, because it's it's not something that necessarily comes natural. If you, you know, if you see a pig looking kind of funny and standing on its own in the corner, um, you know, a lot of people might just say, oh, it's a pig. They act funny. But, you know, teaching someone how to see that and what that might mean. I don't know. I've learned a lot of that from the co-op, you know you know, helping others with understanding animals. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, the end product is finished pigs and bacon. How can people support get access to these products? I am always happy to plug our sales there. <laughs> um, so the swine co-op is available on Facebook. We have, you know, we're WSU student swine cooperative, on there. And we also have an email, um, WSU student swine cooperative at gmail.com. Um, so again, we only have 10 pigs each semester, but, um, you know, those sales can, can fill up pretty quick. So usually, usually about a month into the semester, it seems like we are pretty sold out of pigs. Um, so that's our, our purchasing process there. The earlier people message us, you know, the more likely they are to get one of our pigs. And does the money go directly back into feed and buying new pigs or where does the money go for your co-op? Uh, yes, the money goes directly back into buying pigs, getting supplies, feed for the barn and just supporting what we're doing. Um, it's not exactly to make a profit. It is to um, have people get the experiences that they want to get and get involved. Another, you know, another important part of the co-op that I think we haven't really brought up too much yet is, um, for example, some of the money went towards um, myself and what I want to say, three of the other members. We drove over to Moses Lake um, about a month ago to go to the pork producers of Washington state meeting. Um, so we got to go, to, you know, to this regional meeting to meet a bunch of other producers in the industry. So we got to do a lot of networking. We learned a ton about, um, you know, big issues in the industry. So it lets students see a lot more, um, a lot more of the production side instead of just, you know, um, educational side, I guess, of raising animals. So I don't know, a lot of or I guess any extra money goes towards, you know, additional education for the members. Yeah, what a great investment. So are there any other ways that people can support the group beyond buying pigs? So we do sell bacon. Um, we are in the process of making it this semester, but um, people, when we are done making it, we will post on our Facebook and they can buy it at the WSU Meat Lab or contact us and we can get an order form for you and deliver it. 
Um, but the fastest way to get it would be to go directly to the WSU Meat Lab and ask for SSC Bacon. I'll just repeat all of our, our contact info there. It's um, WSU Student Swine Cooperative at gmail.com or just look us up at WSU Student Swine Cooperative on Facebook. Um, so that that's both for bacon sales, but also, you know, if you wanted to buy a whole or half pig. Yeah, I'll put all that in the show notes for people, too. But Great. what has been your guys's favorite part of being part of the student swine co-op? Um, my favorite part has been taking on the leadership role. I really enjoy being a co-president and um, like organizing things, running meetings, teaching people how to handle pigs. I think it's really cool to have that leadership role and get that experience. Um, it's been really eye-opening how much it takes to run a club, um, but it's been really fun. I guess for me, it's just, um, you know, looking back two years ago now, um, from when I first joined the co-op to now, I think, wow, like half the things I'm doing now, I never would have imagined I'd be doing in two years. So, <laughs> um, you know, getting to, I guess, getting to run an organization um, and then, you know, watch as all the other members kind of grow around you. Um, you know, I mean, college in general, but I would say the co-op specifically, um, people can grow a lot and change as people a lot. So getting to be there um, to watch that and facilitate that, I think, um, is not necessarily something that people always appreciate when they're talking about, you know, an animal production co-op, you know. You know, it's leadership, it's um, it's personal growth, it's working with others, it's communication. It's, it's so much more than just, oh, we raise 10 pigs each semester, you know. Um, I don't know. I love I love the, the human side as much as I love the animal side of the co-op, I guess. Will this be both of your guys' last semester before you apply to vet school? Um, yes, me and Luke are both... Um... This is our last semester. We'll, we're both graduating and heading to vet school. So, yeah, this is our last semester. So do you think that the co-op has taught you any applicable skills production-wise, handling animals, anything like that? It has definitely taught me about the production side of it and how to network and um, just deal with the people in the production side of it because when I the my previous experience was not it was more work just working with animals and that is great but you have to work with people when you work with animals that is one of the most important things um being able to communicate and this club has taught me like definitely opened me up to um communicating I was a shy kid as um, I was shy kid. And when I came into this co-op, I was shy and having this experience of leading people and public speaking has definitely had me open up. I think Jenny really said it all there. I mean, um, the more involved in the co-op you get, the more leadership opportunities kind of open up. Um, and you really have to put yourself out there at some point. It's all about communication. The better you communicate, the better things are going to go. Um, if anything, you know, I would say, you know, animal sciences classes teach you, you know, what you need to know about raising animals. I think um, the co-ops and the clubs out there um, for the university, those are what really teach you, you know, 
how to be in the industry. Um, you know, anyone could go out there and and eventually learn how to raise animals, but to learn how to sell them, to learn where you're going to buy them, where you're going to buy the feed, um, you know, working with other people to raise them. I think that's the value of the co-op. Yeah, well, I think you guys are going to be really successful in vet school. But is there anything else you're looking forward to in your swine co-op, wrapping it up before you head off to vet school? Any last experiences? Um, I'm looking forward to this um, last pig sale and training new presidents. Um, I We have some people in mind that we think would be good. And so um, I think having training those people to do the things that we do and what we've learned while bringing the co-op from the bottom up is going to be like a really good experience also. I definitely agree. I think um, seeing, you know, um, in following years where the people that, you know, we were teaching how to run the co-op, where they where they take it, I'd love to see. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm excited for a bacon sale. I like bacon, so <laughs> I think I might buy some myself. So that's what I'm pretty excited for. Yeah, I will definitely buy some too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some also. I'm very excited about it. Okay, well, as we wrap up, thank you so much for joining me today, Luke and Jenny. It sounds like the WCU Stein Co-op has great opportunities in store for you guys and the rest of your members. I'll post your guys' contact information in the show notes. And if anyone else would like to support or get in contact with your group, they can do that. Thank you again. I appreciate your insight into the Swine Co-op and Animal Sciences Department in general. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cougs Talk Stock podcast brought to you by Washington State University Extension. You can review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Cougs Talk Stock, where the additional resources from our podcast are linked. Let us know if you have any burning questions or suggestions at Cougs Talk Stock at wsu.edu. This podcast is brought to you by Hannah Browse, Sarah Drager, Dr. Don Llewellyn, and Natasha Moffat-Hemmer, and is produced by Connors Communications at Washington State University. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.